2: You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer.
0: Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Guys, normally we record on Tuesday nights. It's a Monday night right now because we have huge news in Huskerland. It's been uh, announced that Scott Frost will return for at least one more year. Uh, so that got a, quite a buzz in Lincoln. And then shortly after, uh, we hear four assistant coaches have been fired immediately uh, Mario Verduzco, Ryan Held, uh, Lubick, and uh, help me out here. I'm, I'm running Greg out. Greg Austin. Of, and, yep, Greg Austin. All gone right now. Uh, quite a buzz, quite quite a stir. Uh, guys, I hope you brought out a lot of alcohol here because I have uh, one tall whiskey and three beers here in the office, and I don't know if it's going to be enough for this podcast. Uh, Tyler, I guess we'll just start with you. What do you think of this, uh, the news overall?
2: You, you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I didn't think Frosty is going to get a, a vote of confidence. Uh, certainly... Um, you know, not with two games left after losing another game. Uh, it wasn't that I thought for sure he was going to get fired, but I'm just am surprised they're not letting the season play out. So I think my initial reaction is I, I did not imagine to see something about this topic today.
1: Uh, Derek, what about you?
2: Well, it was definitely
1: a surprise. I did not expect to see it. I think it was smart of them to do it because. Right now, recruiting just is sucking balls. And part of it is because there's so much wonder if Frost is coming back next year. Uh, so so I, I think it something needed to be said so that we could still do some recruiting. Now, with the four coaches getting fired, I don't know how what that's going to do to recruiting because I don't know who's going to do your recruiting at this point. But So
0: in this announcement that was made today, there was a couple of press releases that, was, uh, that, that were issued by Trev Alberts and Scott Frost. I'm just going to really, uh, real quick, read these uh, from Trev Alberts. He says, in my four months at Nebraska, I have closely observed our football team and had several productive discussions with Coach Scott Frost. Scott has laid out a clear plan and vision for the future of Nebraska football and has agreed to a restructured contact contract. I am excited to continue to work together with Scott. We share a love of Nebraska and this football program and want nothing more than Nebraska football to again compete for championships. Uh, So he goes on, you know, say a little bit more. Uh, Derek, when you hear about this uh, restructured contract, which we now know the details, uh, what do you make of his statement
1: there? I mean, I don't know. This is athletic director talk. If anything, I guess. Like, this This is, to me, Trev Albert's going, look, we don't want to pay you $20 million to fire you right now. So we're going to bring you back for another year. You better do good, or we're going to cut that buyout in half.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, Tyler, t- give us details on the restructured contract that just came out tonight.
2: Yeah, so... um a lot of details still to be determined, um, but it, what, what has been uh, announced is that Scott Frost's base salary is going from five million to four million dollars a year, and his buyout after the twenty twenty two season is going from fifteen million to seven and a half million. So um, a pretty substantial haircut there. I mean, you, you look at this, and I, I think one thing that can't be overstated about Frost is, I mean, he is potentially giving up seven eight million dollars to come back and deal with this shit again all the fans that are clamoring for his head everything i mean he just agreed to give up a lot of money to come back because i think he believes that much in it so you got to commend him for that but um i i they haven't announced what they're going to do but you would imagine um they are probably going to incentivize it so he can make some of this money back he's making uh,
0: four million tyler i mean he's already he's already overpaid at four million well, I was shocked that they cut is, it. Down he is
2: now the before. second lowest paid head coach in the Big Ten, so and he should
0: be down to where Mike Loxley is at like two point five million dollars for I, the I, same I, amount of wins.
2: I'm I, I, that's fine. I mean, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. I'm just saying, like, when don't I mean Nebraska has? If if you want to say Nebraska has money, we shouldn't be paying this. You know the second lowest amount of money, so I, don't I, be saying I, I, four million is overpaying him. It's overpaid. I, I forgot for to tell you.
1: I, I forgot to tell you, Justin cuts his de- cuts his uh,
2: checks. You know, uh, yeah. I, so it's a big deal. Well, Justin, I, I don't get this. Like the, he's he's being paid below what a Big Ten coach average is. He's being played arguably below market value for this. But in
0: four so, years, he's proved that he is on the bottom tier of Big Ten coaches. And he's, and paid he's paid on the bottom, and, he's
2: pay, and he's paying paid on the bottom tier of head coaches.
0: Yeah, it, it should be lower. Trev Albert says Frost is betting on himself. You know why he's betting on himself? He's not going to get this kind of money anywhere else where he Oh, goes. I don't
2: agree with that at all. I think that you, this is really? not a very good payday for a head coach in college football nowadays. You think he's a Power Five head coach? I think this is like a like group of five head coach money he's making
0: i I strongly disagree i would like to see that data right there, but I'm sure there's there are some group of five coaches that are making that much, but they're not making typically they're not making over three million uh Derek I mean are you okay with uh with the restructured contract as as is I know you're making yeah, I'm fun fine. of me I'm it fine like with like it. cut his checks, but
1: i mean. We're making $56 million a year off TV contracts. I don't think that's $4 million a year is hurting a, hurting a university whatsoever.
0: Well, I think so, yeah, I, th- I
1: don't really care.
0: But I think you're a little bit right there. I mean, the only reason that I think this really happened is because that buyout was too high to begin with. And they're like, I don't want to pay that. So if you want to renegotiate I, your I, contract, I, we'll let you come back for one more year so we can get that buyout a little bit lower. Prove to me that you can actually win. That's basically what's being being
1: said right there, right? Maybe. I mean, I, I I do think Trev Alberts has some faith in Frost. I I do. I I think Frost. I know. I know the win loss record. I'm not going to argue it with you. I mean, it is what it is. But you watch this, these guys this year, and watch how all these close games, and yes, the the, the, the losing sucks. I get it. But, man. It's always just one one or two plays that we're missing out on beating top 10 teams. Like, it, I, I hate to throw it all away just because you don't like him. Well,
0: the talent is there. We have the talent. It's the coaching that is letting it letting it slip.
1: The coaching is bad. And he's making a huge change. He's firing basically his whole offensive staff. Which is really comical, isn't it? I mean, he's in charge of the
0: offense. And basically, it's like, it's not his fault. It's all these other guys.
1: You know, you're one and you're two
0: under so, Frost. So what, what
1: are you saying? Su- what are you suggesting that Scott Frost should fire himself? Well, I is that I what you're I think, suggesting?
0: Well, I think yes. Scott Frost should be fired.
2: Yeah. See, I Justin, think- it, Justin is the guy who wants a coach change every season. He was the first person to want to fire Mike Riley. He won the fire Bo Pliny. Justin nah, doesn't Yes, he did. I I, remember I was this the first one
1: Mike Riley fired. Okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> the first one to want Mike
2: Riley fired. Fair enough, but Justin I, I wasn't I that far That, behind that you. was me. But, but, but Justin is the guy that doesn't want to build a program. He just likes to complain about the guy that's there. He just, his whole excitement around Nebraska football is finding a new head coach. So year one and
0: year two, Scott Frost's excuse was Mike Riley and what he left him, right? And then year four, when the team still sucks, it's his offensive coaches that are the problem. That's comical to me. It really is comical to me. It, it's Again, not Scott so,
1: Frost's fault. So he's coming back, whether you like it or not. He's coming back. I know. Are you suggesting he should keep these coaches? No, I mean, I, I think they're, they fired the wrong guy. And so he's all doing the right thing, money. but it's stupid of him because he's doing the right thing. No, I mean, it was
0: you had to do it, but it's the the wrong people are getting not not the wrong people. The, the whole offensive staff should be fired. But the fact that Scott Frost gets to keep his job for $4 million a year and restructure his deal when he is the problem, why we are probably going to be 15 and 29 and three and nine on the year in year four. I mean, all the other guys, oh, yeah. he, he went to Scott Frost because not, not, he didn't go to Scott Frost. He went to Trev Alberts and he laid out this, this clear vision or clear plan on what he wanted to do. And what what is what is he saying? He's like throwing his uh, assistant coaches under the bus to buy himself another year. Jesus. Yes, that's exactly what he's doing.
1: No, it's not. I don't. This believe happens that. all the time. This happens all the time where coaches go on the hot seat and they get rid of coaches to keep their jobs because that's what you do when you're on the hot seat.
2: You know who just did it's this? Not Dan, them under M- the bus. Dan It's not
1: throwing them under the bus. It's getting new coaches.
2: Dan Mullen just did this in Florida. Dan Mullen just did this in Florida. I I don't I don't want to get ahead of the. I feel like we're getting ahead of Scott Frost and we're going to the assistant coaches. But like, like I I just to me agree or disagree with the decision of Frost back. I think we're already to the, we've kind of skipped over about twenty minutes of dialogue here, Justin, to just so you could get to your Scott Frost bashing. But well, like, it's, it's not going to end. I mean, I.
1: Which is so funny because just a week or two ago, Justin was telling me how if Trev Albert, Alberts brings Frost back, then he'll agree that it was probably the right move, and he trusts Trev Alberts. And now Trev Alberts brings him back, and he's like, well, he's an idiot. What the hell is he bringing him back for? Well, yeah, because I, I, I didn't think he would bring him back, you know, after
0: what we've done. Uh, that was different circumstances. Uh, but let, let's talk about the, this way. Let's, let's talk about the pros of being, bringing Scott Frost back. What are some pros? So, I mean, recruiting, right? Recruiting, it makes sense to announce it at this time for recruiting, right? That's, that's a, a good one. Uh, the restructured contract really is a pro. Uh, when you get down to the financial incentives, I still think he's overpaid, but if you get that buyout to a meaningful amount, that's fine. Uh, what are some other pros about bringing Scott Frost back at this time, Derek?
1: I, I think it helps keep your roster together. I think it helps it keeps keeps uh, Scott Frost from losing the team for these last two games. Okay, which which is something you thought he had done already. He had already lost a team already, which he clearly hasn't done after this Ohio State game. And I don't think he's going to lose the team. I' I'm a little concerned about how these last two games are end up looking with no offensive coaches, but. All right. I mean, we'll see.
0: Uh, Tyler, give us some other pros of keeping Scott Frost.
2: I think it, I think it lowers the drama level for a couple weeks. I, I think that you you had so much swirling. You know, it, it's interesting because you what what appeared to be a very very vocal minority. I mean, all the polls out there that I have seen on the Scott Frost should he be brought back. It was well over two thirds of the fans. Most of the time, seventy five, eighty percent of the fans wanted him coming back. Are you talking but about I'm, Twitter polls. I'm talking about the Twitter polls, I'm, and then I'm talking about the people I've talked. Now to.
0: How do you know all of those are Husker fans that are voting?
2: I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, d- I don't.
1: But it could half the twenty eight percent that was voting to have him fired could have been not Husker
2: fans too. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. I I can tell you what I've talked to people in Nebraska since moving back. I have that ability to talk to people. I, I was at a wedding on Friday night before the Ohio State game where arguably, even though we lost Ohio State, his stock probably went up by how well we fought. The overwhelming majority there, no one wanted to see Scott Frost gone. Now, you may not like the fact that people want him back. I, I get that, and I, and I think there's a lot of evidence to say that, man, it's not looking good. But, but I think what it does is by announcing it now is it puts to bed the, the whole conversation and it allows them to say – he is going to be the guy at least for 2022.
0: Right. Yeah, th- th- I mean that that's the good thing about the timing. It's like, okay, well we don't have nobody has to dwell on that anymore. Uh the assistant coaches that are gone, they're gone. Uh you, and you have 2 weeks to prep for an interim set of coaches. So th- that's fine. I mean, that's fine. You have interim coaches and you have a little a bit of a Head start to hire some permanent staff. Uh, any other pros about extending Scott Frost
2: to next year? At, at this time, the, are you talking about the timing of the announcement, or no, I'm just, just talking about
0: just extending him in general?
2: I, I, I mean, the,
0: we're going to talk I, about I, the cons here in a second. I mean, I think I think, I think,
2: I think the, the pro, I think the pro about keeping Scott Frost goes back to the the two points that I feel like I've been making. One. We eventually need to be consistent. There is a reason why people like Colin Coward and uh, Joe Klatt are all saying this is the right move by Nebraska, because they are not delusional about what Nebraska is. We have paid the second most amount of money to firing coaches over the last 20 years. Why? Because we keep revolving it. Eventually, we, we I've said we need to go all in with a guy. Well, I think Scott Frost is, a, is about as good a guy as any is to go all in. And maybe we lose, but I, I'd rather build with him. So that's one reason. I think you've got to keep giving a guy a shot. Two, there's a lot of really big players going to be in the coaching search this offseason. You might have Florida. You already have LSU. You have USC. Depending Miami, on how Miami could be in possibility. the possibility. Penn State could be. You have a lot of big things in there. Nebraska is not going to rank highly on that. So if you're going to enter into the Sharks, like we haven't had the best history of getting the big-name coach. Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, none of those guys were the big-name coach. And yes, Bo Pelini passed. Bo Pelini passed because we liked him. Bo Bo Pelini was the number one guy on the list. I, got- yeah, I get I get, it, but that the, the name that I'm hearing is the Oklahoma defensive coordinator who has been a defensive coordinator for three years. That was basically Bo Pelini, and fans would riot if we brought him in. So yes, Bo Pelini was liked, but independently, having a three-year defensive coordinator or four-year defensive coordinator with no head coaching experience is probably not the greatest head coaching job for Nebraska. Point being, we don't always hit it out of the park. So I think this gives you another year Hopefully if it doesn't go well, hopefully it does go well. You have a little bit less talented and you're not competing against all these big wigs and maybe you can go get, make a stab at one of the bigger, you know, group of 5 coaches.
0: All right, let's talk about some cons about retaining him or some reservations that you have. Tyler, what are some reservations do you have about bringing
2: him back? His record. Yeah. I mean, I I there I there I think he is over the four years he's been here, he's consistently got a team to play hard. I think that he has shown progress in spite of his record this year. I think there's a lot of things, but at the end of the day, the most meaningful stat is record. And whatever the reason is, he hasn't figured it out.
0: Uh, Derek, what are some of your cons about bringing them back?
2: I mean, that would be—I I agree with Tyler. That
1: would be my only con. Other, other than that, I mean, again. It's hard to argue the pros right now for Scott Frost, other than the faith. Like I have faith in this guy. I think he's. I think he's. I still feel that he's the right guy. But I can't argue a lot. I mean, I do think he's improved a lot. Like, I look. I. I know the record doesn't show up, but I do feel this team is much better than the last three years. Certainly much better than the team they were last year. To include the offense, I think the offense is much more explosive and much better this year than it was last year. Uh, so I. The, the, I mean, I I don't, I don't have a ton of cons on bringing him back. I really don't.
0: I mean, there's the the winning, the lack of winning is certainly the the number one.
1: And and, and that's the one thing you have to point to, and I and I can't combat that. Like I I agree with you that the record sucks.
0: And even in the wins that he has, through four years, he doesn't have any signature wins. He only has two wins against FBS opponents with a winning record. So all of this, this whatever people want to point out, whatever he's building, w- point to it. What is he building? Because we're losing close to good teams. We're losing close to bad teams also. I mean, it's the only, just...
1: The only team that I feel is a bad loss at this point is Illinois for this season. I don't think the Purdue loss is that bad. Not after they just got done beating Michigan State. They beat Iowa. Like losing to them is not that shameful.
0: Okay, well, I mean, this you you didn't like Jeff Brom headed into the year. As a matter of fact, the last I two years you thought that Jeff Brom should have I been on he, the hot seat. Last I, two years, I, I thought he's he was definitely the hot some, seat
1: this year, and, and and he's way off the hot seat with it, with those two wins alone.
0: Yeah,
1: he, he's getting signature wins. All these other coaches, Brett Bielema, he has signature wins
0: in year one. I mean, That's, the only other coach I mean, he's that got doesn't a Penn have, State
1: win, but. Penn State was not good in that game. Penn State is not really looking to be a top-notch team for the rest of the year. Is
0: Minnesota not a signature win for them this year?
1: I mean, I, I guess.
0: I mean, there's a ranked team, right?
1: Yeah. Not anymore.
0: Not anymore, but, I mean, they were, a ranked, they were ranked team. They were, I mean,
1: they were ranked for all of one week. I mean, yeah, I guess.
0: Oh, well, I mean we lost to that Minnesota team. The point is other teams are racking up uh, wins and meaningful wins. And we're just not doing it. We're barely beating the teams that we're supposed to. I mean, we quite often we've lost three games this year as favorites. We're favorites in three games and we still lost those. Come on. I don't think that's, I don't know what you're setting up in year four that I mean, makes you, you think that you, you this ta- is... You talk, you talk like we right. were like
1: two touchdown favorites in these games. We we're They were coin toss games. Seven and a half points? There, two of them were a touchdown
0: or better at games. Illinois and uh, Purdue.
1: Illinois. And I said Illinois was a bad loss. I'll give you that one.
0: Yeah. And Minnesota was another seven point. And then, you know, last year we had a double digit we were double digit favorites against Illinois and lost. I mean, it's not just isolated to this year, it's been going on.
2: No, but what I'm saying here. is you So you Justin, look, let me ask you You
1: can look and okay. see the progress from last year to this year.
2: So Justin, I have a question for you. Do you think this is Scott Frost's best team?
0: So talent wise, yes, I, I think on the field, wise, do you
2: think this is his best team? Simple yes. I think or no? he
0: has the mo- best talent. And he's underachieving.
2: I think he's. I, a I'm, not great talking, I'm not talking about his achievements. It's a simple yes or Do you think this is his best team? Talent wise, I'll say. I don't know well, what you mean. When you, I don't know what you mean when you say talent wise. Record wise, obviously it isn't. So is it? I mean, on the I field, mean, maybe the talent you,
0: in 2018 was better than this year.
2: But but on the field, do you think, think this is deal- his best team? The do you think if this team better. plays any of the other Scott Frost team, which team do you think wins?
0: Probably the 2018 team would beat this team.
2: Okay, I I disagree. I think this is clearly Scott Frost's best team on the field through ten games. So that should embarrass you even more, but to but think I, that this is that we're headed in the right direction
0: when we're a three win team with his best team.
2: I, so so my question to you, Justin, is: Do you think like all the national media just like liked you know what? Nebraska, they don't matter. So let's just have them keep Scott Frost. Like, why do you think like people like Joe Clark, Colin Coward, all of the national media are coming out saying Scott Frost should come back?
0: I have no idea.
2: Maybe because they're actually watching the games and saying, "Man, this team looks a lot better than they have looked close. in years." We're close. I, I'm not talking about moral victory. I'm just saying, like, they're the people are watching these I- with their eyes and saying. Yeah, this Nebraska team is doing some nice things. Also, I'll say this: if they fired Scott Frost, it would be, just
1: be another mockery of, of Nebraska again. Because everybody's going to go, "Who does Nebraska think they are? Firing coaches again? They, all they do is fire coaches." You're
0: making it sound like they're firing like a a good coach. This is what that happens has...
1: every time. This is what happens every time Nebraska fires a coach.
0: After four years and you do not have a winning season and you're struggling to win any games the way that Scott Frost has with his best team. And then what, what was it he said after Purdue? He said, you know, we have good talent. We don't have great talent. Then, then all of a sudden, Ohio State happens. And what does he say about Ohio State? He's like, wow. He's like, you know, I'm really proud of these guys. If we'd play like this against every other team, we'd have a couple more wins. They have the talent to compete. They have the talent and the coaching staff is letting them down. I know he's making changes on the offensive uh, offensive side, but he is the biggest, I mean, he's the biggest factor on offense. You can't change two different offensive coordinators like he has already and all of a sudden think that, you know, this third one, things are going to change. I mean, that's, that's crazy, guys. It's not I, his again, fault. Again, I don't, I don't know how you can look at this fault.
1: offense and think it's not better than 2019's offense.
0: I mean, is it marginal? The only reason that we're in games is the defense. The defense is something that we're, that is kicking ass. Every And that's why there's no changes on the defensive side of the ball because the defense is doing their part in all these games. They're putting the team in a position. If it wasn't for this defense, if this defense... Was a step back. I mean, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be close. It's only the things that Scott Frost has been touching, which is the offense, that is keeping us back, and, and special
1: teams. Mm-hmm. I would I would argue it's way more special teams than it is anything else. But I mean, yeah, special teams, and, and that's is, a, and, that, and that's something that needs to be addressed. And yeah, and, and Scott I Frost assume, has had assume... four
0: years to address it, and he doesn't do it. But he's getting a he's getting a pass because he has White Husker privilege.
1: You're right. Just fire everybody. Fuck it. Fire them all. That's what. I, that's what I'm
2: telling. Derek. That's what Justin wants. He he yeah, lives. For this. He doesn't then, want then, to watch. We'll, he doesn't then, want to watch Nebraska and, football. He just wants to wait for the new head coach and then bitch about him. That's all that he's interested at this point it, in his life.
1: If if we if we were to fire Frost, he would we get a new coach and within three years he'd be talking about firing him again.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we're still winning three or four games a year.
1: If I mean, only winning we're, six games. we're only winning six
0: games, you're still going to fire him. Well, I mean, I think I think that would be considered progress from from what we're seeing right now.
1: For year one, yeah, and you'd be happy about it. But if he's still winning six wins in year three, you're going get rid of this guy. He's a bum.
0: So, all right. So now that these changes are going to happen, what are the expectations for next year? Now that we have, we're going to have new offensive coaches. What are reasonable expectations next year, Derek?
1: I mean, you're going to have to see some improvement on offense. You're going to have to see some improvement on special teams. I don't know if there's a tangible win number that you could put out there, but it's definitely not six either. Like, it's got to be seven or eight wins, I guess, probably, if, if you're wanting to throw some numbers out there. But uh, it's got to be some improvement. I could I, – I, and defense can't take a huge step back with everybody they're losing.
0: Tyler, what about you?
2: I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with Derek. I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know how much the offense needs to improve. I mean, we're a top 20 offense right now. Um, I mean, I think we just need to do a couple things more efficiently and obviously score when special teams has a field goal and, you know, do convert a little bit differently. But um, I, I don't know if there's a lot of on the field, like, statistical stuff. It's got to happen the wins and losses column. It's really hard to put a number on it. Like, obviously, if he goes five and seven or worse, you're going to fire him. Obviously, if he hits nine wins, you're going to keep him. You know, that six, seven, and eight win column, you know, eight, you're probably feeling pretty good about depending on, you know, how you finish the year. Six, seven, I mean, you would need some things to go right. You would need to get that signature victory that you talk about, Justin. Like, he, you know, he beats a top five opponent, goes six and six. You know, maybe I don't know. I, I, there's just a lot of factors in there for me to say a hard win column. I could say five wins doesn't get him another year. Um, but I, I, would, I, say, I, I would say I would say I don't think six. I don't think six wins gets him another year either. I, I, I think there's just so many fact. I, I don't know what. I, again, I, I think now I know nine does. I know five doesn't. Six through eight, I think, is kind of this like how you play and how you, you know. Even eight, like if you give, if you have a few blowout losses, and I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen in that six to eight win column thing.
0: I suspect with a lot of Husker Nation, with as many people out there that do support Frost coming back for another year, that I think they would be okay with six years or with six wins. I mean, they want to point to improvement, and Derek, <laughs> I guess you do too. It's like it doesn't matter if you win or lose; it's how you play the game. If you're just losing close. That's just as okay, that's just as good as
1: winning, and there's a lot of mean, other people it out mean, there that support. Hold on, hold on. That. No, that's bullshit. It doesn't mean it's just as good. But you can have progress without the wins coming. Like I, I get it. You, okay, you can say that this team is better than what they were. I understand it's not showing up in the win column, but you can still look at this team and go, "Man, they're playing a lot better than they did last year." Which Man, means it doesn't a lot matter. Better.
0: Which is completely true with what I just said. It. My mom always it's, says this. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how you play the game. And shucks, you were close to some good teams and you were close to some bad
1: teams. Shucks. That's that's improvement. That's what it is, right? I I think the wins and losses still matter. I just think the improvement matters more.
2: I think the instability that we've had, I think I think there's just you want to talk about people just liking Frost because he's from Nebraska and i there's certainly an element to that. I'm not naive to that, but i think more than anything, Nebraska fans are just tired of change. I think we're just i think we are just emotionally exhausted of every 3 or 4 years having a new head coach come in and then it's always that. And then you always have this carousel I, and i think people I, I are I just tired be, of that. I think it could be They're a little tired of it too. not
0: working out, Tyler. That's what they're tired of. They're they're tired of bringing coaches that well, don't work out.
1: Then maybe our athletic directors need to figure out how to hire a coach because every time we hire a coach, we go up to somebody completely opposite of who the last guy was. And, and I'm, Somebody yeah. running a completely opposite offense. Somebody running I, a completely opposite defense. So then we get four or five years to turn it over, and when they're not doing good within four or five years, we fire them. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm completely with you. You have to hire the right guy for the program. And just because because you, have, you have to find an identity and stick with it. Like if you fire Frost, even if you were to fire Frost, you need to find somebody who runs a similar offense to his. towards you what? have to what, get What does Frost run? More of a spread style offense. I mean, because something with, something his, with a mobile quarterback, his
0: style of offense has changed in the four years since he's been here.
1: I would still and, call it more of a spread style to offense. Adapt. Well, I sure as hell don't want to see a pro style offense coming in next. Well, I mean. Which is probably what we would do. Either that or we'd go back to a, th- a 4-3 defense and completely change the defense. And the defense would totally suck. Because well, we don't yeah. have the athletes for that. And then we'll be pissed off in two or three years when he's not winning because he don't have his athletes. And, well, we got to get rid of him. So there's a kind of a fear of that as well, right? We've, we've
0: already made the changes on offense. We don't know who those will be. Uh, but there's also the fear on the defensive side of the ball where maybe Shenander gets picked up. There's a lot of job openings right now, and Shenander has done a great job at Nebraska. Maybe he's on the short list for some of these other jobs. Maybe he leaves. Uh, Travis Fisher, he was already attempted to be poached by Georgia last year. They were interested in him. Uh, Great coach. Maybe he decides to leave. I mean, there might be some additional – rotation there on the defensive side of the ball uh because you know scott frost his seat was hot this year obviously it was hot because he had to fire coaches had to make a big ordeal with the athletic director saying yep we're gonna bring him back so yeah his seat was hot and then you're headed into next year you have to replace all of these coaches on offense i mean is he still on the hot seat next year? Hell yes he is. So now you have the problem of getting adequate coaches on the offensive side of the ball to come in and run an offense and be able to work with Scott Frost on an offensive plan. That's a lot of that's a lot of hope, and you never know if if it's even going to pan out. Unless maybe in the stipulation that Trev Alberts is going to give Scott Frost two years regardless with the new staff, which would make me freaking sick if they uh, if they suck again next year. But so if there's instability there on the defensive side of the ball if some of these coaches really leave, I mean, my god, it, it's kind of like a a snowball effect
1: really, right? Do you agree? I mean, sure if it happens. I, I don't I don't personally see Eric Schneider getting a head coaching job. Not, but
0: No 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 not head coaching job, defensive coordinator job. He could get well, a I'd, DC job somewhere else. They could poach him.
1: Yeah. But they could poach him the year after too. So I mean I don't see any reason for him to leave this year. Well, just, I think just I think this year would just be. Just because Scott Frost is on a hot seat, there's no reason for him to leave. No, because I, well,
0: I think uh if you're Shenander and you're looking at this roster headed into next year with all the super seniors that you're about to lose and Cam Taylor, Britt, he's about to haul ass to the NFL. Uh, you know, I mean, there's going to be, it's going to be I, I, a lot if of, I'm, new Shenander, I'm pretty
1: excited with what I had coming back next year on defense. Maybe you might be, but maybe, maybe Shenander is like, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the secondary is a little scarce, but your linebackers are pretty solid. Still, you're going to have Caleb Tanner and Garrett Nelson on the outside with Luke Reimer and, Nick Henricks coming back on the inside, that's pretty damn good. And if you have a defensive line with uh, Casey Rogers and Ty Robinson and maybe a DeAndre Thomas or a Jordan Riley in there, I, I, I have no problem with that. You got Nash Utmecker maybe coming in to, to back him up. Like I have no problem with that front seven if I'm looking at that. And then, and then you are sitting here looking at the secondary, and I know they haven't got a lot of playing time. But you got a five star and Ty, Tyreek Johnson. You got a high four star and Noah Pola-Gates that should be starting next year. You already got uh, Miles Farmer starting. I mean, he's got some experience. Braxton Clark and Quentin Newsom on the other on the other cornerback spot. It's not like you are coming back with Cupboards Bear. You make it sound like the, the whole defense is leaving. It's going to take it, a step just, back. The,
0: the whole point I, is, it's going to take a I step. I don't think back. it take,
1: I don't think it takes as
2: much of a step back as you think.
0: Uh, Tyler, what do you think there?
2: Well, a lot to unpack there. I mean, I don't know what the defense is. It's hard for me to imagine it being as good as this year. But but there, that that can be unpacked a lot of ways. If the offense and special teams play a little bit better, maybe statistically it actually is in the same spot. Like, I mean, it doesn't help when you get a 13-yard punt and you just give up, like, easy field position. So a couple other things could break that can make this defense statistically the same. I But I do agree with the premise that I, I I do have concerns about this defensive staff coming back. And not just because Scott Frost is on the hot seat, but certainly part of it. Like, I think Shenander's name will get thrown around. I think Travis Fisher's name will get thrown around. I think these guys, regardless of the hot seat, we're probably going to have a risk. With the hot seat, I do think that the risk of one or two or three of these guys leaving definitely goes up. I, I think there's no doubt about that. I I would be surprised if all the defensive coaches come back next year. Yeah, and, and it's ju- and it's not it's it. not because it's not just because of the hot seat, but that certainly plays a part. But I think the year they had, they have worked their ways into some good jobs, and we know there's going to be a lot of staffs out there. I just talked about USC, LSU, that are going to be building staffs. Like, I could see some people going out there and getting poached. I mean, but but again, the the flip side is. Nebraska is not going to be the only team in the country that's going to enter with a coach on the hot seat right now. Sarkeesian looks like he's going to enter next year on the hot seat. Dan Mullen, if he survives Florida, will I mean, Manny Diaz, if he survives Fuente at Virginia tech, there'll be a lot of coaches. If they survive this year, that will enter the hot seat. So it's not isolated to Nebraska.
0: No, I mean, you're right. You're right. But you know, the fact that you guys are like making ridiculous that Scott Frost should be you know, in the position that he is after four bad years of coaching football that, you know, I just want to see change. You just laid it out. Dan, you know, uh, Dan Mullen, hot seat. Sarkeesian just got to Texas. And if he's on the hot seat already, that's even a, um, a worse situation that what we're in, I don't know what, what's his Texas record right now? I mean, four and
2: five, four and five, four and six, something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you guys, Tyler, do you worry about the ability to get adequate coaches, though? Permanent coaches next year with all the moving pieces and hot seat, though?
2: I worry about it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, but again, I'm also the guy that worries if we fire who we're going to bring in. I don't know if it really changes. I think that Nebraska, like until you get stability, is going to have a hard time going out there and getting coaches.
0: Yeah, no I mean yeah that's fair i mean you you need the stability piece that's that's the other reason why I was like, you know what with all of those factors that are going against you, I mean maybe starting over clean is the right way to do it because you know it, that but you it's not
2: like we haven't done that,
0: but well We've, just because you haven't done it right before, I mean Polini worked out. Polini was a good hire i mean it it ended bad. There was a is a fractured relationship, but he was a good hire.
2: Yes. Uh,
0: Callahan. Okay, Callahan. That that didn't work out. So basically we're talking about Callahan and Riley not working out.
2: And then you say Frost.
0: Well, yeah. And Frost now, but Frost was the he was he was a good hire. He wasn't a bad hire. Sean or uh, Bill Callahan and Mike Riley's. They were bad hires. Scott Frost was a good hire, but he just didn't pan out. He's not panning out. And,
2: and again, that, my, that's, that's and,
0: the difference.
2: And with Bo Pliny, we've been down this road. I think a lot of Bo Pliny's success had to go by the fact that you had a Dominican Sue and you had a really loaded. He had a
1: Dominican Sue for two years and he still won consistently
2: after he was gone. I get it, but the, the recruiting was trailing off towards the end of Bo Pliny. Uh, he he, he was rode here for the, seven er, years. I mean, I, again, he he was riding the success early, uh, and and the recruiting was falling off towards the end of his tenure. I mean, again, he never got a chance to fall apart. We got rid of him before that. That was obviously a mistake.
0: But he wasn't but I, a bad hire. That that's the whole point, right? He wasn't I, a bad I would, hire.
2: I would argue that he was. He worked out. I would argue that he had success. I, I again, I still don't know. If we went out there and hired a defensive coordinator that had four years of defensive coordinator experience, had never been at a program for three years, would you have said would you be happy about that hire for to replace Frost?
0: Well, it's it's a no, similar situation. It's wouldn't. a similar situation now. I mean, I, I guess the one thing that Bo Polini had was that he was at Nebraska, had slight, you know, he had slight Nebraska ties.
2: And that's Every, why it there's passed. A, and that's why it passed.
0: There's a lot of people that wanted him to get the job over uh, Bill Callahan. He didn't get it. So when Bill Callahan, f- when he failed, he was a logical <coughs> choice to come in. He's like, "Yep, we got our guy. Good hire. Everybody was happy." Up until later, and I've heard year. people,
2: and I've heard people throughout hire Eric Schenander as the head coach if you fire Frost.
0: Well, I mean, maybe as an interim. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean Scott, if Scott Frost was one of the uh, axed guys today, then yeah, let him be an interim head coach. I'm I,
2: saying, like that 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 whole argument was never made sense to me. Why Bo Pelini, like you fired the coach, and yeah, you want to keep the assist, you want to promote the assistant to head coach, like I don't know that that I never really bought that, and I get the fans, It's just same fans that like want Eric Schneider to be the head coach now, but I mean,
0: is is there that many people that want?
2: I I, like I think Shenander? that when you start looking at the people that want to fire Frost, I think there is a good percentage of them that like that hire, especially when you hear, like, Are yeah, you talking about permanently or just interim? yes, permanently? Uh, okay. Especially when you start hearing the names that are getting thrown out there. Uh, I, yeah
0: i I wouldn't be I wouldn't be on board with that. I am mean, not saying that he can't do it, but haven't seen him do it. <laughs> but Shenander is he's gone uh, from you know what. He was like uh, one of those guys that Husker fans, including us, we hated at first. Thought he was terrible. And now he is the one. Well, there's a lot of bright spots on defense, but he damn sure is making a name for himself. He is doing a spectacular job. Uh, but I don't know if that translates to head coaching. But Derek, what do you think about the adequate, uh, getting adequate coaches at this time?
1: Well, it'll be tough, and chances are we're not going to like the hires because he's probably going to have to go to a group of five schools to pick up some guys because you're not going to pull Alabama's coaches. You're not going to pull Clemson's coaches. You're not going to pull Big Ten coaches. You, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, especially with the hot seat. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So right. you're probably going to have to go down the group of five level and find some coaches.
2: Well, I would also say that that while there's a lot of big time programs changing over coaching staffs. I mean, you look at USC coaches, you look at LSU coaches. I mean, they have some probably some fairly successful assistant coaches that are going to be job searching too. And, you know. I mean, I get, I guess your other route is you can look into the NFL and find some failed coaches there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get. It. I, I you're not going to go you're not going to go pick any Brand name, Power right. Five, successful programs. Maybe you need a Bill
1: them. Callahan to come coach, coach offensive line. Yeah. So, you know, one
0: of the complaints was when Scott Frost w- was hired, uh, that you know he brought a whole bunch of Group of Five coaches that have never coached in a Power Five conference. So, Derek, you're insinuating that now that we're just going to have to reach back into the Group of Five realm and bring in guys to replace these
1: guys, right? Is that a good I mean, thing a good or possibility. bad thing?
0: Is that a good thing?
1: All right. I think if you get the top ones, I think you're all right. If you can get some of the top ones, if you can find me a offensive line coach who knows how to teach how not to give up 5 sacks a game, all right. So
0: do you are you going to have a warm and fuzzy if uh all four replacements are a group of 5? I mean coaches that have never coached power five football
2: i mean, probably got to love it but it, that's probably the situation we're gonna be in yeah and, and then the other thing to consider about this all the coaching changes is yes there is i, mean, concern. I don't know they, maybe you could maybe you can offer enough money to go get
1: wake forest offensive coordinator i mean i don't know
2: well I, offense I... is
1: pretty spectacular
2: well, i I, w- I would just say that the one thing about this, the money we didn't really talk about, is it does free up money for twenty twenty two. Like it does free up money to go out there and maybe keep a Shenander. Maybe now you can. Hey, you you lowered that buyout enough. One of my concerns was would they give him a pay raise knowing that he's on the hot seat. Well, now you can afford to give him another two hundred grand because you just saved seven and a half million dollars if you end up having to fire Frost. Um, so. You can go I, I out there and maybe pay a little bit more for some assistance because you just saved a million dollars a year.
1: And that's that could be a key, too. Like, how much is Trev Albert willing to spend? Because you could probably go get some top assistance from Power 5 schools if you're willing to spend the money to do it.
2: Even with the lame but, duck, because they're going to still get the buyout. Because, again, you can afford more now. And yeah, not even necessarily I just yearly salary. I just, the if I,
1: see, I, I just don't know if I see Nebraska going that route.
2: I, I well, it's hard to believe. It's hard to, but again, and, and I know that we I mean, we're throw. Like, at, we're we're we're
1: much better than like a Wisconsin about paying our assistants, but we're not going to go out and pay our assistants more than what Clemson's doing or Alabama's doing. Like we're not going to we'll, we'll willing to spend that kind of money to get top guys in here.
2: But but a like, name you that... could
1: probably go get some uh, Wisconsin's offensive line coach because I guarantee he ain't making a lot of
2: money. Go double his salary. Well. A name that was thrown out previously for coaching staff was Mickey Joseph. And obviously, Mickey Joseph has Nebraska ties. And, it, and, you know, some people said we never really went after him. Some people said we called him and he wasn't interested. I don't know. The difference is Mickey Joseph is now looking for a job. So the world's a little bit different when you don't have LSU at the job. So, and again, would he be a great hire? I don't know. He seemed like he did pretty well at LSU. I mean, there's going to be names out there, Kevin Falk at LSU, another name that I think hey, we need a running back coach obviously I think they've done some pretty nice things at LSU, maybe he plays like, I don't know what the answer is going to be, but I think there are going to be coaches on the market that have a pedigree that Nebraska fans could get excited about um, that we can get especially if we're willing to spend and I think we have the budget to do that
0: Uh shit sure. Headed into, so we got two games left this year. Uh, we're looking at interim coaches here. Uh, Sean Callahan, he put out a tweet and his best guests at the replacements. He had Steve Cooper, who's the offensive quality co- uh, control coach right now, to be the quarterback coach. Uh, two, guy, two other analysts, Frank Verducci and Steve DiMaio, to coach offensive line. Ron Brown, pr- he projects him to be the running backs coach. He's currently the senior offensive analyst coach or senior offensive analyst, I should say. And then Sean Beckton would be the wide receivers and tight ends coach. And then Scott Frost as the OC. So that's what he projects. How do you see it playing out against the final two games against Wisconsin and Iowa? I mean, how engaged are we going to be on offense? And I mean, do you guys have any concerns about the offense in these final two games? regardless of who it's going to be as interim,
1: Derek. I mean, absolutely. You just fired all your offensive coaches. I don't imagine the offense is going to be real happy about it. I mean, I've already seen a couple of offensive line and throw out there that they're pretty bummed that Greg Austin's gone. I mean, I'm not saying they're not going to play. I'm not saying they're going to give up, but. I you might mean, give you're, up. You're socks. Gonna, well, they, they already do that. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just. I mean, you want to talk about being worried. I'm much more worried now about this offense than I was six hours ago because now I have no clue what we're going to be able to do. I don't don't know what these analysts are going to be able to do as far as coaches.
2: I I, I don't know. Well, so if you believe that analysts are very key in game planning – but they obviously aren't working with the players. I would say that there's probably less reason to worry about. And not that our players don't need active development right now. Because they obviously do. That's part of the reason why the coaches got fired. But I don't know how much at this point in the season you're going to get massive development in players. So I guess where I'm going to this. I don't know if I expect a major drop off in our offense. I'm certainly not like more optimistic about it, but I think the thing that's most nerve wracking about our offense the last two weeks is the defenses we play. Like I think playing Wisconsin and Iowa is playing Wisconsin and Iowa, the two of the three best defenses in the Big Ten, if not the two best. I mean, like that that that's the thing that scares you. I I don't know. I I don't know if I see us falling off of a cliff offensively. And, and, we, and Justin, you've said it, I think that Frost has had his hands to some degree. I, again, th- that that's one of the things, I know we're going to talk about this shortly with the coaching changes, but the, what we don't know about Frost this year is what was his involvement day-to-day? Was he calling plays on Saturday? I don't know if we know that answer.
0: I think all signs point to
2: yes on that. I Do but they? Because I mean, he, he gave up play-calling duties at the end of last year, or at least started splitting it. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know what makes you
1: think Scott Frost was calling plays. When Scott Frost is calling plays, all we run is screens and swing passes, and we hardly see any of that all year. So I don't know what makes you think Scott Frost is calling plays. Because he he said
0: he said it in one of uh, his uh, post game conferences. Well, I think he
2: made a comment that he called a certain series of games a uh, plays, but I don't know if he's called every series or majority of series this season. I don't know. He may have. He may have called every single play called this whole season. I really. Ha- but I think you're speculating.
0: Uh, okay, I mean, maybe. Tyler, is there one of these offensive coaches that were fired that you thought was fired unjustly?
2: Well, okay, you want to start there. I, you know, I... Lubick is the name. Like, that that's the guy that I feel like I've seen a little bit out of wide receiver room. He hasn't been at Nebraska that long. That, that was of all the coaches that ended up getting terminated, that he was the guy that was probably, he he was the only one I was like, I don't know. But I do think if you believe that this was Scott Frost's decision, I think he made a very clear message that he needs an offensive overhaul. And that I think that you have to hold the offensive coordinator accountable in part to that
0: offensive overhaul meaning
2: what? I mean, it was evident with the coaches he fired that he targeted the offensive side of the ball.
0: Okay, so you're not you're not talking about like changing the offense. Just just the personnel, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I well, I mean the personnel and I think I mean whether it be situational play calling, whether it be I I again, maybe it's game planning, maybe it's other Hell, maybe it is just wide receiver rotation. Maybe he's like, why isn't Oliver Martin playing? I've been wondering the same damn thing. Like, we all have. Like, I don't understand why Xavier Betts isn't taking more. Like, I don't know. And, and these are things that I don't know who's having the final say in. But, but yeah, th- that's the, the one guy that I was kind of like, wow, really? I was a little bit surprised to see him. I don't even think I was surprised. He he was the most surprising.
0: Derek, what about you? Was there one surprise for you?
2: I I would agree with Matt Lubick. I
1: I, I again I thought the the offense clearly took a step forward this year. I think he made a, I think that was partly him. Uh, but I think Tyler laid that out. I'll play devil, devil's advocate here and say maybe Sean or uh, Ryan held, because if the offensive line is as bad as they say it is, which it was, it's no wonder running backs can't run the ball. The only reason I won't stick up for Ryan Held is because of the, the running back rotation. Like, you you can never seem to decide on who the hell is going to be your running back.
0: He had no idea who he had at running back. He was so undec- indecisive. I mean, it, that was crazy. It, After all that it, BS it, talk about him identifying a guy that can, you know, take nineteen to twenty six snaps or twenty to twenty six, whatever the. Whatever that number was, he bounced around running backs all the time. It's like you don't even know your roster.
1: He was much more consistent with, with Ramirez Johnson here in the last four or five games.
0: He has been. Yeah, he has been. But look, look how long it took him to get to Ramirez Johnson. I, I, and I get it. Yeah.
1: I get it. But, I, but, again, I think a lot of that had to do with offensive line. That offensive line has got to get better. And it's not just pass, pass protection that they need to get better at. They need to get better at run blocking
2: so i I mean justin did was there anyone that kind of shocked you or who was no there? he wanted he wanted the whole staff fired
0: yeah, I mean that's what i was uh one of the I'll things that, that the I, I did not him. want to hear because I knew if we had a uh if we had an announcement from Trev Alberts during the bye week or before the season ended, it was going to be that he was coming back because you have to bring you have to make an announcement. So you don't screw up recruiting and you can get a jump on all this other stuff, all the speculation, you have to you have to uh, quash all the squash all those rumors, right? So once I saw that statement from Husker's their uh, Twitter account, I didn't even need to read it to know that Frost was coming back. And yeah, I was disappointed. I was absolutely disgusted with that decision. That's not something that I wanted to hear. That's that's where we are right now and it gives me slight encouragement, ever so slight encouragement that he is taking out the three worst coaches that I thought were on the offense plus Lubick. Uh I was never sold on Lubick. I think, you know, with whatever that he did, if you want to say he was calling plays, if he was part of the offensive plan, we sucked in the red zone yet again. And so if you want to blame Lubick for that, that's fine. But that's this has been an ongoing thing under Frost for four years now. I'm pointing the finger at Frost. He's the reason why we suck in the red zone. But if you guys want to give him a pass, and if Trev Alberts wants to give him a pass, I'm okay with firing everybody uh, on offense. So it gives so, me slight encouragement just to see new faces in there. And we'll see if it's going to be more of the same or if we're going to actually finally see meaningful improvement. And when I see when I say meaningful improvement, I want to see it in the win column. Because I tell you what, all these uh all these close losses, they don't mean shit to me anymore. I mean, it's like, yep, that's another freaking loss. Yay, I'm going to applaud that. Yeah, I'm not applauding close losses anymore.
2: Cuz And that's fair, Justin. You boring. don't have to you it's, don't it's have tiring. to you don't you don't have to applaud close losses. I, I understand that but you have to acknowledge that there is a difference between what Dan Mullen did losing by four touchdowns to the SEC equivalent to Maryland versus what Scott Frost did by losing by nine points to Ohio State.
0: Tyler, would you take one ass beating in a game for three
2: or four more wins? Is that his only ass beating all season?
0: I, I, I don't know. I, would you take two ass beatings for four wins?
2: Four more wins? Yeah, I mean, I lived through that with Bo Pliny. Yeah. Uh, so, so would you? But yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're going to say I can have nine wins, but when you're sitting there four and five versus three and six, like I'm not, see- and I'm getting my asses kicked, I don't no, no, know no, if there's for a tangible four more difference. Wins,
0: like all yes. those close losses that we've had, would you yes. take two ass beatings for four more?
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: What would. W- w- would you do?
1: Probably, but. Again, I was never on board with firing polini. So. But,
0: but no, no, no. The, the, the whole question is, you know, you're every people are championing because wow, we're close. We're losing close. I would take ass beatings, two ass beatings
1: a year. I'd take two fifty-six to twenty ass beatings. I don't think you would. I, don't think you would. Wins. I, th- I think if we were getting to four more wins, but we were getting our asses beat, you'd still be clamoring for Frost to be fired because we were getting our asses beat. So had we never been in this scenario
0: that we're in right now, where we're not going to a bowl game yet again, and with the offensive reshuffle that we're uh, going to endure, it is almost like—I mean, it is almost guaranteed that we will finish three and nine. Uh, we're not going to get to five and seven with that little slight
1: chance to hit get a bull game. Uh, th- that's that's out the window. So I, I, no, I understand that, but what I'm saying is. I think if the roles were reversed, and you were right, and we've got four more wins, and we're sitting at seven wins instead of three, but we got our asses handed to us by six touchdowns to Ohio State, you would still be pissed about how shitty this team was because we just got beat by six touchdowns. I mean... I don't think you would be happy either way.
0: Well, I'd be a hell of a lot more happy in I that don't scenario. Think you I, don't, I don't
1: think you would. I don't think you would. I think My, you could say that because hindsight is twenty twenty, but I don't think you would be.
0: Oh I, yeah, I mean, i am say that because hindsight is twenty twenty, but
1: right now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not applauding all of these close wins like you. Nobody's are. applauding the close wins. I'm not applauding close or the close losses. But, well,
0: you you, you may not be. Applauding I'm just saying. Applauding saying it, I see progress. That's like, yeah, improve- It's progress.
1: That's, not, that's, that, not, that's not applauding it. That's not applauding it. You can see progress Accepting and still be disappointed. Accepting it as
0: progress is just like being okay with it. You're okay no, with it's it. it's not. Because you're, no, it's you're not. counting it as progress. No, well, you have three wins it's and a, a bunch of close losses. You can, and you, you can, be, and you you can be disappointed it and still see means a, a team, team getting, getting better. It. You support that direction. Oh, you support that I'm done. I'm done. That's what, you're saying. That's exactly done. what you're saying. I'm done. That's exactly what you're saying. I'm done.
1: No, it's not. But you're not going to listen to me because you're too fucking bullheaded. Just like every other time. It's not your way, so it's got to be the highway. That's not true. It is. Scott Frost didn't get fired. And no matter what anybody else says, they're going to be wrong because Scott Frost didn't get fired. Well, I mean, yeah, that
0: part's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that part's
1: exactly. true. It's all Justin's way or no way. You gotta, let's just get out of here. I'm done with it.
2: Well, I still have one more topic I wanted to get into with this. All right. Well, you guys have fun with it. Derek, you can't go. He gets pissed off easy. You know him. Oh. All
0: right. Go ahead, Tanner.
2: Well, I was going to ask the question. Like, were you guys, I, I don't want to say surprise. Did you think it was the right call to get rid of so many assistants at this point in the season? It, it did shock me. It, did, it damn sure shocked me. But do you think it was the right decision? not, not if, it, if you wanted to fire those four coaches, albeit I'm not even going to argue about that, like, but were you do you think it was the right decision to say, to get rid of all of them at this juncture in this season? Uh, Derek, the season? Derek, I'll go to you. and then I'll go to Justin.
1: I, I, I would say yes and no. I, I can argue both sides. Like, I, I don't think it was smart because you're not helping anything. You're not, you're not helping in the next two games. You're, you're not helping recruiting really because now they now it's gonna be tough to recruit for all those positions uh but i will say this you can now start actively searching for coaches and so it gives you a little bit more leeway to find somebody so i can see where the goods coming out of it
2: Justin
0: uh it, it did shock me i was like because my initial thing was after i heard all about all four coaches i'm like holy shit, who's going to finish off the year? But, I mean, maybe they're just cashing it in just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Get them out of here. We're going to play for next year anyway. So maybe I kind of hope that maybe Logan Smothers finally sees some playing time uh, in the last two games. If Scott Frost is coming back next year, you might as well get Logan Smothers some meaningful playing time. Adrian Martinez, in all actuality, he's probably not coming back, and maybe that was another thing as a decision from Trev Alberts and Scott Frost. I was like, "Yeah, you can't bring Adrian Martinez back. You need some new blood there at quarterback. So play some Logan Smothers instead of like sending him down to the uh, to the bench to color during the games. Uh, I mean play him. I mean." you got to shake it up. You're not going to win these final two games anyway.
2: I don't agree with that statement, but that's let's leave that to the side. Right. But I think we yeah, can win just, these two games. I think we can win one of these two games. I don't think our odds have dra- dramatically changed one way or another. Yeah,
0: so if Logan Smothers, if he starts the final two, you think he could no? The, no I think the they, final two? I think
2: that would dramatically change our chances to win.
0: Well, I think, yeah. And if Scott Frost is playing for next year, with, with which whatever he did to get Trev Alberts talking to bringing him back. He has to play for next year. And if Adrian Martinez is not going to be part of those plans, you already know that the, he has four coaches that are not part of his plans for next year. You got to play the guy that you think is going to give you the best shot because this year, this year's a wash. Whether you win three games or four games, it doesn't fucking matter. What about five point. games. You're not going to win five games. Okay. Even five games, it doesn't freaking matter.
2: You just said the other night, if you win the last two games, it does matter.
0: It do, yeah, but we're not going to win five games. But it doesn't. It, it, it
2: doesn't fit his narrative. So, but, well,
0: do you think we're you think we're instantly going to get better by having all these analysts no. as the the coaches? But get I think no, that-
1: I don't. But I don't think it necessarily means that we can't win. I mean, you thought we were going to get destroyed by about six touchdowns to Ohio State last week, and we didn't.
2: I, I, I get Iowa. I four don't know. I was I don't know. I was going to bring Ohio, Wisconsin. I still don't trust Graham Mertz. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying we're win this. We'll get into those games next week. But but what I wanted to get to my point. I uh, uh, anything that came out today, I was not a fan of getting rid of all four assistants. And I think it ultimately goes to I am not really the fire the coach guy. Um, I wasn't that under Mike Riley. I just, I'm not that guy. If you wanted to get rid of one coach, if you want to get rid of Verdusco. Hell, if you want to get rid of Redusco and Austin, well, if you want to get rid of one or two guys, just kind of send a message that hey, we're going to be shaking things up to kind of say we're moving. That's fine. I I just I think that the 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 benefit like I I don't get the whole head start. I don't if Scott Frost is searching for coaches right now, then he's not preparing. I don't think that that's actively happening at an assistant level. So I I, I don't see value I, in it. I, I'm curious to know. Is Trev Alberts going to
1: give him two years by by allowing him to have a complete roster or
2: assistant coach turnover here? No. I don't think so. I I think that the buyout was very intentional. I think that, I don't think, I believe Trev Alberts at his word that he did not tell Scott Frost he is changing coaches. I think that there there was probably a conversation that said, Scott, if you want to come back, we are redoing your contract.
0: Well, if you take it from what Trev Alberts said that, Scott Frost laid this plan out to him. Maybe Scott Frost knew that he wasn't going to be brought back and he's like last ditch effort, I want to stay here and this well, is I, what I'm going to do.
2: But I don't I don't think Scott Frost I think Scott Frost was okay with the salary cut. I don't think Scott Frost was like, "Hey, you know what? Cut my buyout in half." Like I can't like who I mean, are you going to your employer and saying, "Hey, you want to cut my pay in half?"
0: If if I was on the verge of being fired? Yeah. Yeah cuz you're not he's not going to get the, I, you're not he's not going to get that salary anywhere else next year. If he were to be fired
2: this year, so he's right, not going to go get, out and get I would rather get fired dollars.
1: and take the twenty twenty million 20 million dollars
2: than take a pen take that He's coaching out. for free next year. Like he he is like the decision that but Scott Frost made. He wants to
0: be here. He wants it. to be here.
2: And and, and 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 I mean you don't want him to be here, but he wants to be here. He's willing, yeah, he to, co- to, here. He's willing to coach for not only free, he is paying the university to coach here next year. Cause that's how much money he just gave that new contract is giving away. Is he is paying the university three million dollars to be here next well, it year. What should be
0: on his conscience since he's robbed the goddamn university of twenty million dollars over the last four years for fifteen wins? I think he got the better end of the deal. He got the better end of the deal by far. If he wants to be here, hey. You go, you go, make your deal so you can coach one more year and see what you I, can get out of this.
1: I, I will say this: this is just a, a general statement about all universities, with the exception of the Nick Sabans and the Dabo Sweeney's and what uh, whatnot. Why why don't more universities do this? Where like Michigan, Michigan did a great thing last year by cutting Jim Harbaugh's salary in half and making it all incentive based.
0: That's what I thought they were going to do to Frost when they first, when they came
1: out with but, that. But I think I think that everybody I think every head coach's first contract should look that way. Like yeah, you come, I, I'm in, fine with that. You're successful, we'll pay you. Once, hey. once you're successful, like a Nick Saban, then then we'll pay you. We'll give you the automatic pay. Well, Derek, the said,
0: reason why? They, I said re- that in text today. I said that in text today that his salary should be half an incentive
2: based. And I think there will be incentives. I think there will be a new incentives to get him up there when it comes I, I, down. I don't all the think four
0: million dollars. I think that I, incentive could have started at two point five. I, I, I don't agree with that. But that's a whole different bull eligible, eligibility and nine wins. And I mean division. that's what
2: that's what that's what Harbaugh's making. He, Harbaugh's making a little over four million. He was, He's like, his salary was cut in half. I, I It I wasn't reduced twenty. He was eight million dollars. It it's a big difference. But anyway, but I do think there'll be incentives that come. But the reason why that doesn't happen, Derek, to answer your question. Is because the the market is so competitive for these head coaches that these schools can't dick around. Like well, these, these schools, schools can, have,
1: they just they won't
2: do it. Well, you'd all get get I mean, you, you, you all have to like you all have to get together and hold hands. Yeah, you all oh, have to hold cute. hands. You guys
0: think that Scott Frost is marketable outside of Nebraska? Who is talking about
1: Scott Frost? Why,
2: where'd that come from? I, so, Derek, I'll, I'll tell you a story about a
1: thing. It had nothing to do with Scott Frost. I'll tell
2: you a story about your cousin Justin here for a second. So we we were having uh, you weren't on this thread. Uh, Ryan, uh, two of our cousins from South Carolina, they were happy about their game against Dan Mullen. They're happy about this. They they beat they beat Florida. They're happy about it. Justin, unprovoked, throws in Scott Frost. Like it it just. I don't understand why you still have Husker stuff in your background because you just you find any reason to bash on Nebraska.
1: No, bachelor Scott. You, that's, you a big Nebraska. that's all that's all that's all we get. Purdue, by halfway through the first quarter, I had 20 text messages on my phone. This Ohio State game where we actually played well, I did not get one text
2: message till the second quarter. No, you did. You got one, uh, one. Well, in the second quarter, it was why is it why have you benched Martinez yet? Well, that whole reason
0: was completely different. It wasn't benching him because of he was playing poor. It was because he was obviously limping. He's walking. I mean, he's not doing himself. And he goes, he gets hit hard and he's limping. And it's like, oh my God, get him out of there if he's hurt. And then all of a sudden, Scott Frost wants to run his limping, hurt quarterback on a, qu- on a quarterback run two plays after that.
1: I was like, at, oh at, my at any God. Rate, at any rate, I heard a zero from Justin when we were playing well. Zero. Not not one thing. What did you what did you send out during that time? I didn't cuz it was nice having my phone be peaceful. <laughs> well, all right. Well, but during know. that Purdue game, I got 20 text messages talking shit. I I don't recall that. I can go back and look. It'll take you a can, while. You can you
0: can go back and look. I I don't recall. I don't recall any of those text messages. But
1: yeah.
2: I just I, I, at some point in time, like I get it that the the school University of Nebraska is bigger than Scott Frost and I, and I and I acknowledge that and and that's fine but when you it just i guess where i'm at today kind of putting a bow on this whole thing like i don't know if it's going to work out for Scott Frost and i would say that there's evidence to support that it doesn't look good yeah. and, go ahead. and 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 i i don't know but i am i am fine riding it out with him i'm fine giving him every chance to succeed until there is no doubt that it's just not going to happen and that's what it seems like they're doing is they're saying you know what we we are actually all in with you we are going to ride with you and that's what I wanted i wanted that when they brought in riley if i wanted, real,
0: if, if trev albert's had real faith in uh, scott frost would he have restructured his i mean would he have restructured his contract or would he've just kept it the same
2: if he had I, I, it? I i think that there's just realistic world you live in i i mean i i think they're i mean to the point where you're like they're still paying him four million dollars i mean they could have probably negotiated that down more i i i think four million is fair I don't think that that i i thought it was gonna be about three point eight what i i had jotted down um i had jotted down that I thought his salary was gonna go to three point eight and a ten million dollar buyout so they 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 Kept it a little bit higher and they lowered his buyout a little bit more than I thought they were gonna get it. I didn't think they'd get it down in half.
0: Yeah, I mean Frost has proven through these last four years, and I think you're right, Tyler. I mean, his his upside is extremely limited. I mean, the chances of him ever getting to what Nebraska fans ultimately want, it is highly, highly unlikely. But Maybe I, he gets to, you know, a eight or nine wins. I, I he's not he will never win a conference championship for sure. He'll probably never win a division uh, championship at Nebraska. Uh, it's it's played out the way it is. It's played out way worse than what any of us envisioned when he was going to come into Nebraska, and it's been a huge disappointment.
1: I, I disagree. I think there's still a lot of upside to Scott Frost. I think if he can get an offensive line coach a decent one in there maybe get a quarterbacks coach i don't even know if that's the best idea but get a special teams coach in there for the love of god get a special teams coach in there because you fix you fix those two things and i think we're when i i think if you fix those two things alone i think we're probably sitting at eight wins already this year Man, that's, I mean,
0: that's extremely I mean, bold. I mean, the evidence isn't there that that's true, but. Sure,
1: it is. You know, I, uh, Derek, I don't know those, I, two, those two areas have killed us in every game that we've lost. Derek, Derek I don't know. You fix Ver- those two areas? Shit, yeah. I, I, I'm not I mean, so I, sure we're not sitting at nine wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, Derek, you're. I mean, the, <laughs> he's drunk. I, Derek, I don't. I actually. I, I, I'll put it this way if you had a better offensive line and a best, better special teams, if you had average both. We have a winning record right now. I mean, we I and and undefeated. If you had a good offensive line and good special teams, Fuck, I don't know if that's out of the question. But oh, we don't.
1: It's it's out of the question because Scott because he don't like Scott Frost.
0: So no, I mean it's it's out of the question because he hasn't done it, Derek.
1: No, it's out of question because our offensive line. Four sucks, years, and our special man. Team four sucks.
0: years. Show me the evidence where, I mean, what you're saying would be actually be true this year. There's no evidence. It's not like it, that. We're regressed to three wins. We've improved to three wins, according to you.
2: We've improved. All right, let's get in the games of the week.
0: Oh, uh, we're we're done with games of the week. No, why? Because I'm winning. Huh? Yeah, you're winning, but. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get out of here. Uh, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Coastcast on Twitter, at Husker Coastcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and view. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go big red.